Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and beer is our Achilles heel. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. And we're starting with a beer. So this book is um, the story of Achilles and the Iliad, partly, but from the perspective of Patroclus, who is Achilles' boyfriend. And when he first meets him, and they, you know, hook up, you bet he was like, I want Samoa that. <laughs> this beer's called Samoa. And it's, uh, it's from Decadent Ales, and it is a caramel coconut cookie stout. That oh, is, it's like the Girl Scout cookie? Yeah, man. It's oh. not like a Samoan. <laughs> this beer has a gland problem. <laughs> it's 11.8% alcohol. Jesus. And, uh... God damn that that is that is it. I got that is, I'm I'm gonna look like I have a gland problem if I drink this whole beer. Maybe that's it's like a super meta thing. Like if you eat enough of them, you look Samoan. <laughs> you just look like you've only eaten pork on an island. This is great. Decadent, this is what you should stick to every time. Just diabetes stout. So this was our Patreon selected winner, uh, Patreon selected book for the month. Our theme was Pride Month, so uh, pick the four gayest books we could. I mean, that's really what we do. Like, what's a famous gay book? Because that's what that's what you're supposed to do, right? And someone was telling me that, 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 that there's like a gay version of Pride and Prejudice now, like where they're all on Fire Island. <laughs> and I was trying to think of like a funny name for it, and I was like. Oh, pride and prejudice. Okay, <laughs> it's good got to go. it. A man in is a commonly known that a man in possession of of wealth is in want of another man. Heard of this at the beginning of it? Well, you know it's expensive to live on Fire Island. They say. So this is our selected our Patreon selected one, and uh, it is Madeline Miller's first uh, novel, and we did yes last week or next week or other one a couple weeks ago. Weeks ago, we yeah. did Circe. Um, so this came out in 2011, and it is narrated by Patroclus, as I said. And he is, starts off, he is the son of a minor, you know, a king in some shitty little polis in ancient Greece, who is, um, he sucks. He's, he's a shitty son. Like, he's not a bad, he's not a bad kid. He's just, like, disappointing. I mean, his that, father is very disappointed in him. Yeah, he's like, "You stink. You should." Have Even not. though he's he's going to, he's supposed to inherit, you know, inherit the kingdom. But his father's like really disappointed in him. And then, the, like, the important thing is is that Patroclus gets into a fight and like accidentally kills the other kid. Like pushes him over or knocks him over. I can't remember. And his head hit in the other kid. His head just hits a rock, and he just bleeds out right there. And so Patroclus has now killed another prince or a prince from another island or somebody kind of important, somebody important enough that, you know, this kid needs to be punished. And the father uses it as an excuse to disinherit his son, which means so Patroclus gets exiled and has to be raised by somebody else and has to, you know, there's sure there's a price that goes along with it. And so they give him like his weight or double his weight in gold or something like that. He has to bring with him. Yeah. But also, we skip. There's an important scene that you're like, what does this have to do with anything? Bef- like the one other scene of him before he meets Achilles, really, is he goes to 
join the long line of dudes who want to, who are like, hey, hey, Helen, marry me. And they have, you know, Odysseus has some clever solution to the hot heated thing that they all will take a blood oath in defense of her marriage. And so Patroclus has to take and that oath And nothing too. bad happened after that. Yeah. It is really like, uh, you know, so, okay. The Odyssey is about Odysseus, obviously, and Odysseus is the clever one, but it's really like Odysseus's clever trick that actually is part of the reason why the Trojan War happened. So, how smart is he really? Well, uh, and yeah, so he gets away with everything. So, oh yeah, depending totally. on who you ask, it might be including uh, spending years banging nymphs. <laughs> he's like, and then he's just like, "I'm back, honey." <laughs> We weren't fucking any guys while I was gone, were you? So, anyway, so the book weaves its way through all the, like, backstory of the Iliad, though I only have... I've never read the Iliad. I did read the Wikipedia summary, though. And apparently, the Iliad... It's a a weird story, because it's like, all this stuff happens, and then ten years later, they're still fighting at Troy, except the Iliad isn't written that way. The Iliad starts in year nine of the war and you get all the backstory in like flashbacks along the way, which I didn't realize. And it's also a very confusing way to tell the story. So Madam Madeline Miller doesn't do that. She just tells it in chronological order going all the way back to Patroclus as a child. And then Patroclus gets he, and he is when he's really little, he's at the little ceremony or whatever to figure out who Helen is going to marry and Helen being the most beautiful woman ever because she's the daughter of either a Zeus, not Zeus. Anyway, she's, she's, she's half God, half goddess. So she's super hot. Zeus. And then, and then she picks Menelaus. Menelaus. That's right. There are a lot of fucking names, tons of names. So she picks Menelaus and everyone's like, Oh, okay, cool. And through that bargain is actually through that trick, uh, that uh, trick of um, Odysseus, because Odysseus is like, ah, I will make sure nobody fights over Helen if you give me um, Penelope. So that's how he gets Penelope. But that's a different story. So Patroclus, he gets uh, exiled because he kills the other kid, and he gets exiled to Greek Hogwarts. Phythia. Yep. Phythia. Phythia. There's like 11 H's in there. It's only five letters long. Something is missing. Two, uh, and he's going to be raised by King, and I definitely can't remember his name. King Peloton. There you go. Peleus? Peleus. Peleus? I don't know. (laughs) No one one really knows. Peleus, from the Algonquin word. (laughs) King of Greece. She's raised by the Brazilian soccer player Pele (laughs) and us. That's what Pele is short for. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, and it's there, and he is, so he's raised with Achilles, who's the same age. But now Achilles is half god himself, because his mom is, you know, Thetis. Because his dad raped a sea nymph. Yeah, and all the gods were like, go do it, dude. It's going to be fun. Here's, here's where she, this is like the prime sea nymph raping spot and here's how you go about it. like they when she's organized it yeah and when she's like oh you can catch her when she's still in duck form or something or seal form or something like that it's like still still an animal form she's and like got the it, least pointy parts at that point i guess for yeah. stabbing and then he rapes her and she's like that was not cool i don't like that you know he's like come on you 
the, the duck wanted it. And then uh, she has his kid, and then they have an acrimonious divorce. Uh, so this <laughs> they is share custody of Achilles. <laughs> so this is where Song of Achilles actually departs from what you think you know about Achilles, which is the part about his heel. That must be told in se- with... Okay, so in different versions, uh, his mother wants to make Achilles a god, so he does this thing where he, like, holds him over a fire or, like... There's two the versions. Fire I, I was pictured the river. I, yeah, they're holding him in the river, but she has to hold him by his ankle or by his heel. So that's why he does. He doesn't become. That's the one part of him that doesn't become invulnerable. But Madame Miller actually just leaves dip that him out. twice. Well, there's she a couldn't just switch hands. Yeah. yeah, there's a note at the end of this one that she she says the stuff about his heel was all added later in the Iliad. That's not part of it. Later myths were made. He doesn't even die in the Iliad. Hmm? Does he even die in the Iliad? Doesn't the Iliad like end before the war ends? I have no idea. No, no, because that okay. So the Trojan horse, but the no the war, the Trojan horse part, that's actually in the Iliad, right? I never read was that, or was that? I've never read the Iliad. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm starting passively mentioned in this. I'm starting to think. I think it doesn't. Whole... I think the, the whole the Iliad just ends when he when Achilles kills Hector, and then he's like "fuck you" and he keeps like kicking his corpse, and that's the end. Well, it ends when they he returns Hector's body. That's that's the end of the. It doesn't go through the whole war. It's it's kind of weird. It's like seem. I don't think. Yeah, you're right. I don't think it's all, all, all the other stuff is the Aeneid not in part there. of this. Also, is who the Aeneid. the Aeneid is the Roman version. Because oh, okay. Aeneas is, um, according to that story, he is like the, a survivor of the Trojan War, and he will become the founder of Rome. Okay, because I mean, after they he wanders Aeneas, around for Aeneas a while, being part of this at the beginning, and then they never mention him again. So I don't, I don't really know. But that was written literally a thousand years later. Oh, okay, yeah, because that was so. The Iliad was originally. existed before the Greeks even had a writing system. And when they did finally write it down, it was around the 8th century BC. But that's like way before Rome. And so when Romans were already a, you know, a fairly strong empire and they were making up myths about their founding, then they borrowed from their, and they had already conquered Greece. Then they just borrowed from the Iliad. And oh yeah, we're just like another lost ship from the, uh, from the Trojan War. And that's how Rome was founded. Yeah, well, they have the Romans have the two stories. They have that, and they also have the Romulus and Remus one, where they are like baby Moses on uh, the Tiber from wolf boobs, sucking up some wolf teat. Yeah, but they they the the Romans themselves like massaged those stories to make them fit, and they're like, ah, Romulus was like great great grandson of Aeneas. There you go. It fits. Well, they 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 read cards to the Greeks. That's that's really the main point. Is like link Mm -hmm. us to the Greeks because. You know, we want to be part of that somehow because we already copied all their stuff. So let's just you know pretend we invented it, <laughs> pretended pretend that we you know descended from them. So we, we inherited it. We didn't copy it. Yeah, and we're getting my big fat Greek ancestry. <laughs> the guy who owns every diner, my big fat Greek grandpa. <laughs> so either way, uh, the whole heel thing was, I guess, added afterwards. So. She, yeah, it doesn't get mentioned in this. But what he does notice besides his heel is how hot Achilles is. And he is just seeing rainbows everywhere. <laughs> oh, I just birded. 
That's actually the and, beer I have for the other book. <laughs> oh yeah, I have. I, ha- I just I just picked one for one and the other one for the other because they're both gay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so this is Rainbows Everywhere from Torch and Crown, and it's a hazy IPA, and it's, I don't know, oh, 6.9%. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, solid. A little bitter at the end there. It's pretty much exactly what you think it would be. I don't know if it has anything to do with Rainbows other than this is the Pride Month beer. Um, there's some stuff about Stonewall on it, but there are no rainbows in the ingredients list. Uh, All the beer so. comes through a prism. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, rainbows are just water, so there's water in the beer. That's true. If they, you shine a light into it, you'd see rainbows. If you do a spit take and spit it out, but also shine a light behind it, then you might see a rainbow. Ooh, yeah. I don't want to do that because it would be very annoying to clean up. Um, be very messy. But yeah, he sees rainbows everywhere because uh, the point of this story is that Patroclus is uh, he's gay. And so is Achilles. And this is the beginning of a long and beautiful friendship with hand stuff <laughs> and other stuff, too. Oh, everything happens. Yeah. Well, I think part of the issue with, like, the Greeks, like, remember remember in um, 300, a fucking very historically accurate film? Oh, yeah. Practically documentary. When uh, Leonidas, when he's not just shouting about the name of the city he's in, he said, someone mentions Athens, and he's like, the Athenian boy lovers? <laughs> Something yeah. like that. And I feel like that's most people's understanding of ancient Greece. Like, they fucked a lot of boys, right? Which is true. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the concept of being purely straight or purely gay or bisexual even, like, doesn't apply to their understanding of sexuality. And, like, it was definitely preferred for a man to marry a woman. But if he had like a boyfriend on the side, especially like a younger man, that was kind of, that was like, okay. That wasn't even like a frowned upon thing per se. It was just like, that's, that's how you learn how to like be with a woman later. Apparently. I'm not even sure how that transfers that knowledge, but I think that was part of angles. (laughs) It's about angles. (laughs) I mean, it's like, listen, that's, Oh, I see later. I'll do this to a girl. Okay. Like, but, you know, in the book, it's pretty clear. That everyone's like, yeah, it's cool. You just have some side ass. Everyone does that, Achilles. But in this, the, the difference is like, no, no, no. I don't, I'm not into chicks at all. I don't want that. I just want Patroclus' sweet, sweet ass. And uh, that's my Achilles heel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where... The master like, with his spear. It is, there's, there's a lot of spear thrusting in this book. <laughs> <laughs> so... uh a big so it actually a big part of the book is uh, Patroclus and Achilles, and at first Patroclus is just kind of like, oh, there are all these other kids here. They're all I guess because the king has taken in many wards, and then just kind of like he's got a lot of money from it. And it's like, hey, this is great, and then but of course Achilles is still the best. But Achilles notices Patroclus and like gets him out of trouble, and then they kind of just become friends, even though it's like hinted at, you know, just because, you know, Achilles is just so beautiful. With his oiled feet. <laughs> Talking about his fucking oiled up Throw pomegranate lotioned foot a lot. For people in like a dusty country wearing sandals all the time, for you to have nice feet, I guess must have been really rare. But Patroclus is a foot guy. <laughs> like he's constantly talking about Achilles. Like the sweet emollients he massages into his feet. 
and I could smell them, and it's wonderful. <laughs> a lot of a lot of dude foot action. He's into his Achilles heel. That's yeah. Maybe that's that's where the Achilles heel gets worked into the story. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, they don't become lovers right away, but they do. Um, Eventually, um, Achilles has to leave, and then the, he the gets apprenticed to apprenticed to the centaur. Yeah, and this, I totally was like, "Oh, this is Harry Potter. It's just like the centaur in Harry Potter." The, the sea nymph mom, uh, who is apparently quite homophobic, uh, saw them kiss on the beach, and she's like, "Nah," and so she sends him away to be trained by Chiron, or in English, lower third. Um, that's a TV joke. Yeah, and where he just tells breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> trained by breaking trained by CNN. He's, he's trained in um, short, uh, incomplete sentences that really sum up the point quickly. And so he, Patroclus is a. He spends all upset. his time looking for flight three seventy. The Malaysian three, flight. Four, Malaysian air flight. Like Malaysian air flight. Bit a black hole? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Tran- possible transponder found. That's it. With with, and uh, and he's constantly just telling you the date, uh, the time, and the temperature. (laughs) (laughs) So So Chiron's a centaur. He he chases him down through uh, boat bribery, and then they spend a few years on Centaur Island learning how to. But Patroclus chases Achilles, and Achilles is like, "I'm so glad I wanted you here." Oh yeah. And Chiron's like, "Whatever, dude. I'm a a flat rate. They're paying me." (laughs) Sounds like a. Ancient Greek reality TV show. Here we are in Centaur Island. <laughs> well, really, it's it's the original version of Two and a Half Men. Um, <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, there are two and a half men. Yeah. I did have one one question about this whole situation. If a centaur breaks his leg, do they have to put him down? <laughs> <laughs> Or does he put himself down? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Time to end it. Is it just shameful? He commits uh, seppuku or something? Oh, you know, I'm just looking at my well, notes. Chiron also... is a healer. No, oh, but he can't heal that broken leg as a death sentence. <laughs> but he's not an Achilles healer. <laughs> One other thing that we skipped over the very beginning, which I just thought was an unnecessary detail, but maybe was in part of the myths somewhere, is that Patroclus's mother is like, like mentally incapable. <laughs> Yeah. That she just sits like she was very pretty and they just like, Don't fucking talk until you're married. And she was like, I like Play Doh and the guy's like, God damn it, they got me. <laughs> and she just sits there and like dribbles on herself. Like literally there's a line, There was my mother dribbling wine on herself. Yeah. And it's like, man, the like and when the they, biggest when she gave relief birth to him, they like gave something else to her to hold. She's like, yeah, like good enough. a rock or something. <laughs> Hodor, but they, the, um, actually that whole plot line was used in Game of Thrones with, uh, Walder Frey. Oh, definitely yeah. marries a lack wit <laughs> anyway, among many wives, but, but Patroclus, aside being away from his dick father, must've been so relieved that the relentless, your mom jokes stopped <laughs> because how horrible must it have been? To not only be the gay boy, but the gay boy with the special needs mom. Kids are cruel. They must have been terrible. And that's Pretty why he pushed a kid until his head broke open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had some anger issues. <laughs> so we're on page nine right now, so we need to like move. Uh... <laughs> no, we're farther than that, actually. This part took 
quite a while. So anyway, so that so um, Patroclus and Achilles are just learning from the centaur about healing and each other, sexual healing, <laughs> jacking off in the woods. Yeah, there's a I forget when exactly Patroclus first kisses Achilles. He kisses him on the beach before they send him away. Oh right, right, right yeah. And then, but he's then like, once they're there, they're like, "Do you want to like suck on each other's penises?" <laughs> well. Chiron takes them up the mountain, and he's like, I'll show you about mountain. (laughs) (laughs) And then they they spend a lot of time together. Yeah. And Chiron's like, whatever, I'm a horse. Who am I to judge? (laughs) It's like, the the logistics of me jerking off to this are really awkward because of where my horse penis is, but it's hot (laughs) nonetheless. Achilles is so hot. And well, then, it's, it's because he asks, um, because uh, the, the sea nymph comes to visit a lot to say, like, hey, how's he doing? How's school? Uh, <laughs> we get a progress report. Do you like report. your teachers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having parent-teacher conferences with Chiron. Um, Does and, he participate enough? <laughs> and uh, eventually they ask him, like, hey. He only has an A-. minus. What can, what can he do to do Is better? there extra credit available? <laughs> Is there a time to fix this before report cards come out? <laughs> and they, when, when she asks her, Hey, when we're up in the cave, can you like see us? And she says, "No. Why?" He's like, "No, no, no reason." And he goes, "Oh, no reason at all." And then, and then they jack each other off. It's ferociously, like ferociously. Just, they can't see. Quick, bruises, bruises around the pelvis for both of them. They're just they, it's like um, like the pistons of an engine. As they just, <laughs> it's not really a circle jerk. It's more like an. I mean, I don't know what what shape that would be. Oval, it's like an oval, a a two-stroke engine. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, the, that old train car thing where you like have the two, the, the the two guys pump, pump the hand. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just doing that relentlessly to each other's wieners, and uh, and that goes on for years. And then eventually, yeah, it though, really does. No, but they learn a lot from him. He, and and he, and Chiron he tells a couple of important things. But basically, he says to Achilles, he says like, "Can I see you guys like do some fighting shit?" He's like, Achilles, you're the fucking, you are the best ever. You're the tits at fighting. And he's like, mm, gross. And he's like, no, I mean, <laughs> the, like, the best. You're better than everyone. And then... Um, <laughs> Nothing's going to ever keep you down. <laughs> and then he's like, and I'm a Patroclus. Patroclus. Like, he's like, Patroclus, ooh, put that away. Ooh, you, he's very kind. He's like, you will never be famous for being a fighter. <laughs> But you know you'll get better. You know, there's other things. You know you got to find your way, kid. And so, but he is good at healing. He learns that from because he's very curious. Like Patroclus has like random medical tools of archaic horse Greece. surgery. <laughs> oh, another thing about Achilles <laughs> Just a is that to put them down <laughs> is that he's incredibly arrogant. Because the thing is, because he's a teenager. And he is actually the best. And people keep telling him he's the best. And he's also, like, the most attractive. So and he's a demigod. Yeah. And so, obviously, you would be a very arrogant if that happened. But he's, like, super arrogant. And that's going to be a problem later. So, then we get to the part where, the, really, like, the Trojan War is going to start. Like, you, the stuff where Helen gets kidnapped happens off page. You only know because... um there's either a prophecy or somebody comes to the island. Somebody comes to the island them, and says, hey, you got to get home right now. There's a messenger guy. And then there's fucking, what's his name? Odysseus and uh, his comedic relief partner, Diomedes, or whatever the fuck his name was. 
right? And who are yeah. just constantly <laughs> ribbing each other. It's like, stop talking about your fucking wife, Odysseus. They're so like, the better than talking about your mother. In the, in the balcony. <laughs> Statler and Waldorf, yeah. Statler and yeah. Waldorf, yeah. Um, and so, because there's a prophecy that Achilles will be the best, but he will also be killed, um, his mother, the, the sea nymph goddess, hides him away and basically arranges a marriage for him to a, to a lady um, uh, and so on some island and hides him away there and he has to pretend he's a girl for three months but yes, also uh, fathers a drag child. shows yeah <laughs> yeah like they're dancing like let me show you the famous dancers of ski ropes where the fucking island where we're on and so he leaves and Patroclus is like you know heartbroken and doesn't know where he is but he ma- manages to I think Odysseus tells him no somebody tells him where Achilles is so he gets a boat to that island somehow and then he's like goes to the king king and he's like oh yeah, my fr- looking for my friend, and they're like, "Oh, okay, we'll do dance. We'll send the ladies out for a dance with you." And Achilles is dancing, as dressed as a lady, dancing with the ladies. That lady's got a bit of a bulge, <laughs> but you also, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, you, check out you the also, penis on that girl. <laughs> but and Patroclus recognizes him immediately. I can smell and that. Turns dick out, across the ocean, he also is now married to, yeah, married to the. The princess, princess. the local princess of Didymia. Di- 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 I don't know fucking how to say any of these names. Doesn't yeah. matter because she's only in it a little bit. Well, she's important for a little while because she bears his son, Neoptal- Neapolitan ice cream, whatever his fucking name was. It's Neo something. Neoptable, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't Pyrrhus? It becomes Pyrrhus was the nickname, but he has because yeah, his name was New War, was the mm. Neo, whatever the fuck. And then they're like, that is, that is too long. And even for a Greek to say, he is the one. We call him Pyrrhus, but she is a uh, she's she's a, she's a nightmare. She is terrible because her father's like a feeble, crippled old man who everyone's just waiting for him to die. She's the Veruca Salt. Yeah, that's, that's 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 spot on. Daddy, I want the hot one. <laughs> and she's also married to a obviously gay man, and so that can't be great. And I, Can't I like, be a great marriage. I do like when they finally, when they, uh, Patroclus gets caught up on everything and they're finally alone together. He's like, so uh, what was that about? And he's like, it was so icky. <laughs> <laughs> that front butt like, is weird. It's like, it was, it was wet and it was like... It was like a mouth, and I didn't like it. <laughs> it, it had no... It was, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, gross. Cannot he's like, recommend. He's like, I am not... I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. She basically made me. He's like, it's cool. You don't have to be sorry. But then somehow, like, that fucking scene princess, like, forces Patroclus to fuck her. And I forget how she managed that. But she managed to make him fuck her, too. And he was like... Mm. I'll do it. He's thinking about, I don't know, what, not baseball, like whatever you think about <laughs> to come faster. Still baseball. Achilles, Balls. obviously. <laughs> like it's just Achilles on a wet day. So eventually, so um, Odysseus and the other Greek dudes find Achilles and they at, at this remote Island and they, and they finally say, okay, Achilles, we need you to go be 
the greatest warrior of all time and lead the in and be one of the generals in the army what you know you have to go and do this for us and he's like it will be, you will be the most glorious fighter in the history of time and he's like sweet let's do it so he does and then they get together they get their um they get all their armies together and then there's the scene where um because of the omens and the gods and some god is mad at them i forget which one they have to like sacred menelaus king menelaus has to artemis is mad at them yeah has to sacrifice one of his daughters on like a blood sacrifice on an altar because artemis so is many pissed off that there's die. yeah artemis yeah. is like there's gonna be way too many dead people you better kill someone to make me happy first kill an extra person yeah <laughs> to offset yeah. the because mother of death they've been waiting one month for the wind so they could sail to troy but there's no wind so it's like all right better cut open my daughter's neck which these guys have been eating nothing but gyro for a month. They got wind. <laughs> the wind is not the problem. <laughs> so, uh, so they find. So they do the sacrifice. So already the war is starting off badly because there's no wind. They can't even get to Troy, and the king has to literally sacrifice his own daughter. And they have to trick her to come. They promise that she's gonna. They say you're gonna. We're gonna marry you to Achilles. He's the most beautiful and most glorious man. And she's like, okay. And then they kill her. So it's already not great. But then they finally get to Troy, land on the beach, fight a battle with the Trojans. And so I have a beer for that. This is Beach Zombie by KCBC. <laughs> so land on a beach, a whole bunch of people die. Some of them, you know, might be zombies. This is a fruited sour with strawberry and guava. And it is a mere 4% alcohol. Practically a juice box. Ooh, uh, but pretty tart. I guess it could be worse, but it is uh, on the tart side. Mostly guava. Guava just always overpowers everything. Maybe a little strawberry. You know what? I get a little bit of strawberry in that. Not a you know bad beer for sitting out on the beach. What if you were a zombie, though? Well, it doesn't taste like brains, so I guess it's not great. For that. But much like zombies, some people keep coming back <laughs> to listen to us. <laughs> yeah, some people do keep coming back. The cool people who are at Patreon. If you want to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub and get all sorts of shit, like early access to episodes. Maybe you're listening to this one early because you're a patron. In, ca- in that case, thanks. Get shouted out. Get to that in a second. Get tangible goods, exclusive material. Join us for our live episodes. All sorts of other shit. But let's get back to that shout out thing. That's kind of key because they picked this in our book poll, and we need to thank those fine people by name, Jimmy. So we'd like to thank Maurice Busty McNasty Shag, <laughs> Courtney Ligma Balls, William Sophia Book Slut Maria, David Derek Carol. Sarah, Nick, Joseph, Jeff, Yolanda, Hunter, Jennifer, Kevin, Justin, Anita Tolik, Barry, Julian, Alec Many Scrotes. <laughs> Be sure to tune in this week for the Lace Adventures of Drunk Guys. Each stands toe-to-toe with their mortal enemy. Jimmy slides up to the bar against the barstool pants bomber. Mike tackles the Toxic Twins diet and exercise. Oh, Ouch. Man. Jesus. This, is, this is cuts in- too deep. 
<laughs> and Nate weed. infiltrates the corrupt evil empire known as the SPCA. <laughs> <laughs> How will our intoxicated warriors win the day? Find out next week on the Drunk Guys Book Club podcast. Mine was actually pretty nice, comparatively. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, Russell, Grace, Catherine, Colton. Can you come in my mouth? I feel like having a kid's meal. <laughs> oh. Jesus. <laughs> Stephen, man love book review fan. <laughs> I signed up for this Patreon while having diarrhea at my parents' house. <laughs> Joe P., Crab, Michael, Daniel, Hayden, smile and bend over now, Immortal Support Burrito, and CL. Thanks, patrons. Thank you. <laughs> Most of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, again, if you want to join that esteemed list, and we'll say anything uh, for a buck, apparently, <laughs> like literally a buck, just head over to patreon.com, patreon.com slash drunk guys book club. Back to this Greek shit. There's also, you know, an esteemed list of Greeks at this event because this is like a who's who of who's cool in ancient Greece. And who's cool in Troy, which no one knows about, except for this story. Well, because of the... Until recently, there was like a debate that Troy was even real, right? But then they kind of found something like, this is probably Troy. Well, that's... Even that is kind of questionable. Not that these people were real, but the concept of Troy was... That Troy as a place. So it, it is certainly possible that, you know, the stories that were told about the Trojan War in like, you know, 1000 BC were or earlier, were actually based on, at least to a little bit, at least an actual war that actually happened. And so the thought was that if Troy existed, it would be in Anatolia, which is, of course, today Turkey, and that some, this is probably like a, over 100 years ago, some archaeologist dude, I mean, just some rich British guy, you know, was like looking at all the hints and all the details and the thing and looking like, well, it needs to be, this far from the shore and this far from a river. And then through archaeology found like, oh, well, it had to have been burned down at some point for this. And so they tried to like pinpoint, like maybe they found a site that kind of matches those, that matches those details. But is that actually Troy from the, from the Iliad? Who the fuck knows? You know, cities burn down all the time. They were made of wood and paper and, you know, (laughs) and just burned things in open pits. That's all they had. Three little pigs. And they had wars with each other all the time, too. I mean, there's no, there's absolutely, there's, besides some like, if it was real, this place kind of fits, there's no way to know. Hmm. But most of the characters in this were not real, unfortunately, because well, they, well, we'll never had... know. Greece didn't have a a writing system at the time no. when well, this supposedly took place. Well, they are all just remembered, you know, because they were very popular, like mythological characters, including my favorite Ajax, the king of salamis. <laughs> 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 Which uh, Patroclus and uh, Achilles were both very interested in too. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's a place. Never mind. Oh, this is a bigger disappointment than Lesbos. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't find a cute guy there. (laughs) I thought you were going to make a a joke about like Ajax, the cleaning product, but well done. No, no. He's the king of salamis and he's like the Hulk in stature. So he might have also been the king of salamis. (laughs) (laughs) He's the second greatest Greek. Um, 
There's the phrase that she uses, like, Aristos, whatever the fuck it Acheon was. Acheon or something, yeah. Nate, did you do the audiobook? Of course I did. How do they, how do they say that? In the, okay, I don't know if it was pronounced correctly, but it was pronounced Aristosakian. So it does the thing where... Is that a character in Wheel of Time? <laughs> could be. It's a um, Harry Potter wizard. You know, because the second word starts with a vowel... It, it drags in the consonant from the word before at the end of the word before, and so it sounds like all kind of like it goes together. French does that. There's also, she, Madeline Miller is a classics professor, so I'm assuming she... She can she read ancient Greek. Is it, was she, did she narrate it, the book? Audio book? No, no. Oh, okay. No, it's some other person. But she can actually read ancient Greek. She actually started learning ancient Greek in high school, and her high school teacher said, you know... You could read the Iliad or the Odyssey in its original after only one year. It's really not that hard to learn how to do. That so teacher like, oh, lied. Okay. Well, you could literally read it. You don't know all the words. Yeah, you could, you yeah, could learn you, the you alphabet could start sounds. Doing it. Just, you I, could I, start I could, I could do that with, with German today. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean I understand a fucking <laughs> thing about it. <laughs> but like Homeric Greek is fucking hard because it's... It's not even, it's like, you know, since it's like a patchwork of, of different authors adding their own shit to it, it's not even consistently in one dialect, I don't think. I think it's like a bunch of different, a lot of different fingerprints on the, the thing from different aspects of Greece as it was compiled until they eventually had the written down versions that exist today. But she's super nerd. Good for her, man. <laughs> so they get there. Most, and then they're just kind of, it's a stalemate for 10 years. By the way, Achilles is only 15, and he's still like the coolest, the best warrior, best fighter, you know, because he's half part god. He fucking kills a dude. He kills the first dude. Like, they're sailing to Troy, and they see, like, on the horizon, like, there's fucking Trojans on that beach. God damn it. And he's like, give me a spear. And they're like, this is just a a gesture. It's just to threaten him. And he throws it, and he fucking kills a dude. And they're like, holy shit, like, another spear, please. And he's like, <laughs> like, they should have just stayed off the coast and had him kill every Trojan that way. It was I think at some like, point they'd stop, they'd stop walking all the way to the water, hopefully. Ranged yeah, they come units little- are overpowered. <laughs> they just are. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he can't miss. He just, he's a killing machine. And um, and and he can't he can't get hurt, but the war would be over much faster if he wasn't a total dick about everything. Well, th- he's not a total dick until the end. Uh, really, the war is just kind of a stalemate because it's still like a siege of a of a city, and so the city like has lots of supplies, and probably the Greeks there just aren't enough of the Greek soldiers there to like completely surround the whole city all the time. So they're able to like get food in and supplies and stuff. So really like the siege goes on for 10 years. Now that is a very long, that long. So now that is a very long siege, but not, but they could go on for years. Like that definitely happened. They could go on for a very long time. And usually, uh, you know, the, the invading army, the sieging army is like, it's just so expensive. It's so expensive to like have everybody there and it's just, everybody just kind of waiting around for a long time and it, all these supplies and that you need all this food needs to be brought in. So you see, see just didn't, it didn't last that long cause it's just too hard to do too hard to sustain. 
you're just, you know, hoping that the people inside starve first, or you can sneak somebody in to open the door. We, we did not say why this war is happening. Well, it's because Helen was Helen, the most beautiful woman in the in all of you know Greece or all of the world, was kidnapped or went willingly with Paris, the prince of Troy. He basically stole her. Yeah, stole her, or she went willingly. Yeah, according to his version, she came with him, and she liked the way his dick tastes. She's like, I'm not going back to that old shitty husband. He is Paris is a child of. Aphrodite, so he's a hottie. He's slinging dong, and she's like, yeah. Not that old fucking diner-owning guy I was married to. <laughs> Smelt like tzatziki sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, my ex-husband, Gus. <laughs> Whatever it is. I he always wants right? to come home and make the yogurt on me. <laughs> I don't know how the Greek accent is something I, I don't really understand. It's just everyone always. It's just I always picture world. Michael Scott from The Office doing his Greek character. He's like, I just all I hear is the fucking bazooki or that stupid Greek guitar thing. <laughs> <laughs> that and uh, the other accent is the the dad from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which is basically the same one. Yeah. It's like, oh no, no, <laughs> Windex. Why you want to leave me? <laughs> Kimono from Greek. (laughs) (laughs) So they start fighting and they they decide to do, you know, the traditional route of fighting the war by just, you know, raiding every little village and fucking murdering everybody except the women that they rape and take as slaves. And every guy is like, totally cool. And um, except for Patroclus, who's like, that seems mm, kind of not cool. I mean, I can't tell you exactly why killing the innocent peasant farmers and then raping All those their men daughters are going to waste. is wrong, but it feels wrong. And so they bring back the first of these peasant girls, and her name is like Perseus. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And um, you know, so she's oh, so she's not actually she's not a peasant. She's the daughter or the wife of of somebody slightly important. So she is. Was a she in the story? I know she is in the Iliad, but was she in this story? Does she have much? It's just like she just, they raided really some place and brought so, her back. So, well, she ends up being important, but she doesn't do a ton of things. But basically, she's kind of the first woman that's like, sort of like offered up as a prize of the war. And Achilles is like, I claim her as well, my own. Patroclus told him to. And, a, he didn't and want Odysseus is like, raises an eyebrow, like, really? Uh, and so, <laughs> what are you going to do with her? <laughs> he claims her, but but Achilles and Patroclus are like, no, 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 we're we're not going to touch you. We're just gonna we're you're just gonna live here with us. And she's like, oh, I, okay, I cool. just couldn't let you go through life with those bangs. And <laughs> <laughs> it was criminal. <laughs> and so Achilles and Patroclus. That managed starts, to claim a lot of the a lot of the women, but not all of them. Well, because the like whoever kicked the most ass gets to claim the most stuff, so it's Achilles. And so it, he's just constantly like, I'll take I'll take that one. And everyone's like, Man, Achilles, you just fucking all day. He's like, You know it, man. <laughs> fucking man all day. <laughs> so and uh, and they have like a separate like sleeping quarters for all the women, and eventually Patroclus, because 
he never actually who does the fighting. He's he is he's the housewife of this relationship, right? Achilles like go off to another day at the siege, and he leaves, <laughs> and Patroclus stays home. Oh, forgot my briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I need to wear my good armor tomorrow. Can you iron that for me? <laughs> uh, so he, Patroclus stays home with, with the women and like wins their trust, and particularly Briseis, and teaches her Greek, and he learns a little bit of Anatolian, whatever her language would have been called, and they go on like that for for the, the nine years, the nine and a half years until like shit actually happens again. Yeah, so now it's like... Really, it's it, a long period of that. Literally like 10 years later, which is like when I... This is actually the second time I've read this. And the first time I read it, I was like, wait, this is the Iliad? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was the Iliad, but I didn't realize the Iliad was like 10 years later and they're still there. And I'm like, oh, that's stupid. That must have been really boring. Which is like not a good, and I do realize now that the Iliad, the Iliad itself, it's only this last section is kind of like the is like the main story, and you get the other stuff in flashbacks. But really, the main when you're reading, if you were to read it, the main story would be about starting here in the ninth year of the war. That's the whole ninth epic thing. You have to start in Imedius Reis, whatever the fuck it is. Right, you have to start the in the middle of the story. All all Greek shit is like that. Greek plays all take place at like the end of the story, right? So like when you when you watch um, uh, Oedipus, right? Like there's a lot of story, a lot of time passes in the plot of Oedipus, but all it sh- every all of it's flashback or all of it not really flashback, all of it's revealed in dialogue. They're like there is Oedipus, and then like the chorus is like, whatever they do, and then he fucked his mom, <laughs> whatever they say. Gross. Oh no! Ew. <laughs> oh him too. <laughs> but like that, like they wanted like to cut right to the the meat of the story. So for the Iliad, they could just do that. They just do it in flat. It's it must have been like really annoying. <laughs> like imagine if like this is how everyone told every story, where they just kind of, hey, how's it going? Hey, do you remember that time when we sailed here? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> That's how they tell all of the stories. So the Iliad starts with like they're there, and then a characters reveal. Or the narration reveals why the fuck they're there. In the secret history, the very first little scene before you know anything is pushing the the dumb guy off the cliff, and then he dies. I forget which one. Bunny, bunny. They they and kill him, and that's literally like the prologue. And then it goes back, and then it tells the story of how they got there. And also, actually, in um, Middlesex, it kind of does that too because it starts out with. The story of my my gene or my mutation or stuff like that, and then it goes back. So yeah, that's kind of the Greek way to tell the story. Here we are in the ninth year of the war. Uh, one thing that happens is that this Trojan, the, the Greek army, they capture a woman. She's the daughter or the wife of a priest. She's the daughter. And what's her name again? I totally forget. Her name? Uh, I don't know if they ever say her name. Oh, she's yeah, like they do. She, it's it's like almost his name. I, Iphigen. Uh, oh. No, that that's Cleopatra comes in later. It's Iphigenia. Oh no, no, that's the daughter he sacrifices. Crises, crises. Like one was crises, the other one was Chrysler. There you go. So and then she gets captured and taken by uh, King Agamemnon, who's one of the like he's the head king. He he's like the head the head general king. You know, 
Uh, he's kind of the leader of the whole army, though. Um, and he, he takes her, and then her father shows up, and he's a priest, of priest slash okay. shaman slash thing. Anyway, and so he, when he comes, like, please give me my daughter back, and when Agamemnon oh, doesn't, gets he casts a spell and basically gives everybody a horrible disease. Although, really... Well, no, he just, he, I don't think he casts a spell. He just is like, he asks the god to whom he's been well, a you're right. yeah, servant, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, fuck these dudes up, please. And Apollo's like, yeah, I can do that for you. And then they get. Now, I'm sure that disease. the ancient Greeks believed that disease epidemics were caused by the gods. But really, dysentery was so common with armies, especially when they're all camped in the same place for a long time. I mean, that's really what happened. It's drinking all the poop water. <laughs> that's, that's how the, everybody got sick. Anyway, not according to the story, though. Well, this is also a plague where everyone's uh, bodies erupt into blood boils and they just melt, which is only dysentery you get from a white castle, if I'm <laughs> I think it takes that level of it. That's crave, crate, crave crate level dysentery. <laughs> when you're like, I need, I need the, I'm going to buy the hundo. That's what happens uh, when, you get, when you eat the, uh, the clam strips. From the White Castle. White Castle seafood. I, uh, I had White Castle has seafood. It has clam strips and it has fish in a shape, I'm sure. But have you ever had the Nathan's uh, hot dog place seafood? No, I have That's been near it. That's a special it. level of bad. <laughs> I had frog legs from a Nathan's once. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that. That is an odd thing that they have. I don't know why. Like, I got I to gotta try that. I'm like, oh, this this is terrible. <laughs> tastes just kind of kind of just tastes like tastes like chicken. <laughs> so then the this is um this is like the first time with Apollo being a douchebag in the story, right? He comes in later. Yeah, yeah, it is so, Apollo. So Agamemnon, Apo- in order to end the plague, Agamemnon has to give crisis or crises back or end the plague, and the plague ends. But Agamemnon is like. I still need a woman because all these other bed slaves aren't enough for me, I guess. So I'm going to claim Briseis well, because for he, myself. He's like, this is bull. It's, the only reason we're here is because Achilles, it's Achilles' fault the war isn't over. Because I think Achilles... Well, Achilles is, is the one who tells him, like, you got to give up this girl. And he makes him look embarrassed in front of all the Greeks. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'll take your woman then. The fuck do you need her for? Oh no! Oh no! No, I know why. Hold on. It's because the prophecy said uh, Achilles oh, yeah. will die, but not until Hector dies. And since Hector's the second best fighter, you know Achilles has to kill him. And Achilles is purposely avoiding Hector, and so therefore he's prolonging the war. And Agamemnon points this out, and everyone was like, "Oh, fuck you, Achilles, dick move." <laughs> and so he's like, "I don't want to fucking die." <laughs> so. That's where, that's and so he's like because of that. Now I'm going to take your slave woman and get your. You know, he presumes, I suppose, that you know Patroclus and Achilles have been banging the slaves. Like I'm going to get your sloppy nine hundred and eighths off of the slave. <laughs> and so then you yeah, have like this battle of wills. I'm just like whose whose fragile ego will give first, and that goes on yeah. for a while. So. Um, and this, de- okay, and this next part definitely happens in the Iliad, where, uh, so Achilles refuses to fight. 
And so because Achilles refuses to fight, the Trojans start winning. And they, like, win battle after battle after battle. And uh, Achilles is just like, no, all the, the Greeks will see that this is all Agamemnon's fault. And, uh, of course, Achilles is the only one who thinks that. Everyone else knows, no, this is Achilles' fault. And so Patroclus is like, please, won't you go out there? And, and then eventually the war gets worse and worse to the point where the, the Trojans are all the way at the wall, all the way at the wall of their camp and are going to like start burning their ships and stuff like that. And then Patroclus is like, what if I put on your armor and I go out there? I go out there pretending to be you and rally all of the troops, rally all of the Myrmidons, and and then we'll the, the, like the sad mastodons myrmidons, <laughs> uh, and then um, and then we'll win the battle. Uh, everyone seeing you out there, even though it's actually me, will rally. You know, will rally everything and tells them like, can you imagine? Even your ghost will will beat the Trojans. And then he's like, uh, Achilles is like, okay, fine, but don't actually get into a fight. Everyone will know. It's not me if you do that, but in the ag- but when uh, Patroclus actually goes out there, he actually does get into a fight, and he actually kills the the Giant not the guy. best. Uh, not he doesn't kill uh, Hector. He kills a different guy who is also like the second best warrior. He's the giant. His name was like Stegosaurus. I forgot what his name was. It was a giant oh, Serpidon. Serpent. Yeah, Serpico. He kills him. He was Zeus's the same son. the same way by accident. He like that guy's charging for him or something, and then like I forget exactly how like someone stopped short on a chariot, and that guy no, falls. Yeah, he, uh, he threw a he threw the butt end of the spear, or he threw the spear at him, and it like hit him in the chest. He's like, oh, and he like stumbled a little bit, and he fell off of his chariot and broke his neck. Yeah, so Patroclus keeps magooing guys to death. He's two for two on <laughs> on just accidentally killing them on whoopsies. But I gotta open this other this other beer. So well, uh, it doesn't really have a good connection. I just needed to use this. Um, there's all sorts of gods and shits happening, and you know the threat of giant monster Greek guys. It's like there's something about Hydras. I don't know. <laughs> I can't find the name of the beer, but it's like Hydras Deuce, which that's what he steps into. He steps into the Hydras Deuce here. <laughs> things get real shitty, and if you wipe off one turd, three more turds appear in its place. <laughs> so this is, oh, here it is. Froze Hydra Deuce. This is from. Froze? No, no. Well, it's F R O S apostrophe E. Is that Froze? I feel like apostrophe. Yeah, it's not an accent. Oh, that's weird. On is it from Mortalis? It is from Mortalis. Oh, on all the websites it says Froze. Well, maybe I'm just uh, illiterate and I didn't read this book either. Um, no, I did read it. That's all Greek to you. Yeah. Oh (laughs) shit. Anyway, this is a sour ale brewed with apricot, blackberry, cherry, vanilla, cinnamon, and graham crackers. And you could tell that this is not its not strictly beer because I just poured it vigorously and it instantly settled out to no head. Like, this is like soda water. Delicious, delicious soda water. Dear God. This, is, this isn't, I don't know how they get away with calling this beer because <laughs> there's nothing beer-like about it. This tastes like the kind of soda you get when you go in the ethnic aisle of the supermarket. You're like, champagne cola, sign me up. <laughs> this is fucking great. Mortalis around here, they're in like upstate New York, right? They have a legendary kind of reputation 
can beer, never get their beers. I think you can only get them there, basically. And uh, occasionally when people get them, like Evil Twin has a relationship with him when they'll occasionally have, like, we have Mortalis beers, you know, here. And they'll be like, one can per person sales limit. Like, it's really exclusive. So I got this one a while ago. And uh, and it's good. I don't know if it's that good, but it's very, very good. So once he gets out of the Hydra's Deuce, he kills Stegodon. And then... <laughs> I can't remember his Except name. he over he so he kills the second best Trojan, who is the who's Hector's brother, and so Hector is pissed, and then he comes and he kills Patroclus because Hector can only be beat by Achilles, which means Hector can beat everybody else except Achilles. But so it's because he, Apollo, Apollo just appears and he's like, let me flick that armor off of you, <laughs> and then was like, oh fuck, that's not really Achilles, and then Hector. Shoots him an arrow or a spear or no, something. He, Patroclus tries to climb the wall, and Apollo literally just like leans over and throws him off the wall. Yeah, very casually. It's like, oh, flick, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then everyone realizes it's not Achilles. And then Hector kills him, and he brings the body back to Achilles. So here's one part where the where Song of Achilles where Songs of Achilles actually departs from the Iliad. So in the Iliad, his body, like Achilles has to go out and recover Patroclus's body. Like Patroclus is killed, but there's this whole big fight to actually get his body back. But that's not what Madeline Miller does. Madeline Miller, what Madeline Miller does is like the, the Greeks are able to get his body back and bring it back to Achilles. And then Achilles is like, what? Uh, and he's like so sad. He's like, so fuck Everybody, I'm going to go out there and murder everyone, especially Hector. And so he does. I think in the Iliad, it's when Achilles goes out to recover Patroclus' body that he actually fights Hector. But in this, he goes out and purposefully just uh, hunts Hector down in, in the next battle and kills him. No, I and think then he gets, a, he bring, in the Iliad, he brings Patroclus back and then he goes back out. Yeah, but he has to go yeah. out to get. He has to go out to get Patroclus. Yeah, yeah. Big fight over but, Patroclus. But, he, but body. he doesn't. That's not, not when he this. kills Hector. There's more like un- shit in the middle there. And another very odd thing about this book is Patroclus is dead, but still narrating the story in first person. It's his ghost. And in in yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. And it's also, but the book is also written in like. I guess it's, it would have always been written from the ghost perspective. Like even the beginning parts are actually the ghost talking about his his life. But anyway, it was weird. It's kind of like, oh, Patroclus is dead, but still narrating. And then suddenly it's like, and, and then Achilles does this. And then Achilles did not Then Achilles did this. And I and said, I no. And I watch. And I yeah. stand there. It's his, his shade or whatever. We just skipped over when... Briseis, right? What the fuck her name is? Brie? Briseis. Uh, Briseis. She wants, she's like, tells Patroclus, like, hey, wanna, wanna bang me? And he's, wanna, wanna meet me, your wife? And like, we have a weird, not really quite a thruple, like, sort of like a, like a, a chain of relationships between you, me, and Achilles. Situation. And he's like, no, I am exclusively into dudes. And she's like, that's a bummer. I, I, I liked you. And she's like, I, I would have your baby. And he's like, Meh. I could tuck no. it back. <laughs> Yuck. Girl parts. But then they're still friends. And then it's like, 
they're optimistic. This is before he's dead, obviously. And they're like, oh, when this is all over, we'll just go, you know, me and my Call two me. <laughs> me and my two husbands that are together will live in a, a seaside town selling artisanal muffins or whatever <laughs> like her fantasy is. And he's like, Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, but it doesn't doesn't happen, of course. Doesn't work. And so Achilles then goes out and kills Hector. And then Hector's father, who is the king of Troy, Priam? comes out Priam? and this is actually kind of like an important scene in the book where Hector where the king of Troy oh, with a like white flag comes out to the to the Greek uh camp to Achilles and says, Can I please have my son's body back? Which is what Hector Hector's last words were in the in the before their they don't even see their fight. Like he sees Achilles and he's like, Oh, Achilles is gonna kill me. And he says, Just give my family back to my body back to my family. And uh, Achilles is like, Suck a dick. And then he kills him. <laughs> I don't know if exactly he said that, but something close. And give this spear back to your chest. And it kills but him. then he does actually. He does not right away though. Like he like makes oh, yeah. an he elaborate thing of like dragging it around the city by his chariot. No, I just mean when days. the king. And what's the king? King Priam. Priam, King Prius. Priam of Troy, King Toyota does Priam. does actually like beg, and uh, Achilles does agree. And he's like, uh, yeah, and then, you're right. It was a dick move, yep. my bad. And then Achilles goes out the next day and gets himself killed. Because, and this is where they, they remove the Achilles heel part, but I forget which god guides the arrow to Apollo hit him. Again. Is it Apollo, right? Because they really, because well, they this really is after he, he, he spent he spent a few, uh, a little while uh, as they kept sending Trojan heroes from the nearby area to come and fight him, and he just he gets more and more unhinged, starts stops wearing his armor to the fights, just wishing for death. But he's just too fucking good, and he keeps killing everybody, and then they just shoot him from the from the ramparts. Right? Yeah. Somebody's I forget was it was it Briseis who's like you're gonna get killed. He's like, don't maybe that's what I want. Yeah. And they also kill her. Well, no. Um, so then her, his son shows up, who's pre uh, Purus, oh, Neop- Neapolitan, shows up, Neoptolemus or something like that. And he shows up and he's like, the prophecy says you can't win without me. And they're like, yeah, that's true. Even though you're 12. And he shows up and he's, he's even a bigger f- dick. He sucks. He's the worst. He's the worst aspects of both of his parents. And then he's like, come, my father's bed slave. You will be my... You, it was good enough for father. Daddy knows best. And she's like, no, 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 he didn't bang me. He's like, oh, shut up, wench. And you will do whatever I want. And then she's like, all right, cool. And then she tries to kill him. She tries to stab him or something. And then she runs. And because he is almost as good as Achilles, he is able to hit and nail her with a spear. When she's like, you know, 100 yards off of the fucking coast swimming for free you know, her life he kills her and then uh he sucks and everyone's like oh well they kid. do win the war yeah like, we have to tolerate him but he is the worst <laughs> and then he quickly gets killed off page by somebody else which is he is a real character that wasn't i don't know if he's in the iliad but he is a real character in other stories and he was a dick and he was murdered by somebody I forget how. so then they build a giant yeah, tomb. Yeah, and, and he was like, and, and like, your father, Achilles, wanted his ashes to be buried with Patroclus's ashes. And uh, oh, they, they already did like, that part, but they didn't no. make a tomb yet. 
Yeah, they're like, he's like, no, I, that, that, no, it's good just to kill it. I don't care about that other guy. And Odysseus, and um, this is where Patroclus is narrating all of this, of course. But Patroclus, Patroclus is like, fucking figure it out, Odysseus. And Odysseus, like, hears the ghost and he tries to trick Neo, whatever is it, Pyrrhus into it. And Pyrrhus is so stubborn that he doesn't do it. And, and Odysseus is like, hey, I tried, man. But he says something funny here. You know, he says something about, like, being mem- remembered and being a hero. And Pierce is like, my father is a hero, and I am a hero, and I'm a dickbag. And Odysseus says, you know, it's it's funny. You don't know how you're going to get remembered, you know, which was a big, big part we kind of glossed over that about Achilles being concerned about his legacy and then Patroclus trying to use that as a way to persuade him to do certain things. Like, you won't want to be remembered as the guy who did that, or you don't want to be remembered as the guy who didn't do that. And Odysseus says, you never know how you're going to be remembered. One day I may be more famous than you. And he's like, no, you won't, old man. You're all right, cool, man. I'm in the sequel. Uh, <laughs> I get the spinoff. And it's true, because like, before, before reading this book and reading a little bit more about it, I had never heard of that kid. I didn't even know Odysseus had, uh, Achilles had a kid. So it's kind of funny, funny thing from the, clever, the cleverest of all the Greeks. And then they, then... What's her name? Thetan. She Thetis, which is which is a, which is a baby Thetan. Like, yeah, it is. It's a Thetan before it's Thetis. Thetis. It's a Thetis. It's a Thetis. <laughs> she keeps hanging out at, at Achilles' tomb, just weeping, weeping god tears. And Patroclus is there, and every time he starts to talk to her, she's like, "Oh, fucking enough with you, pauper!" <laughs> and eventually, he gets her to. She like asks about him. Right? She asked about Achilles, like, tell me about him or something like that. I forget, I forget how it started. It was like a really, like, touching kind of thing almost. Basically, Patroclus manages to convince her to write his name on the tomb, allowing him, his or his, his shade, his ghost, to pass down to the underworld so he's not just, you know... A ghost wandering the, the regular world for all of eternity. Here, here's the, the exchange. So he's he's there with her, and she's just like, she's like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> he's like, I'm buried here in your son's grave, and she's like, ugh, gross. <laughs> Basically, what she says. Like, fuck! I really tried to break you guys up. <laughs> like she was constantly like, you are not worthy of my son, you scum. But he eventually gets her to stop like running away, and he says, You said that Chiron ruined him. You are a goddess and cold and know nothing. You are the one who ruined him. Look at how he will be remembered now for killing Hector, killing Troilus, for things he did cruelly in his grief. And then he said, Perhaps such things pass for virtue among the gods, but how is there glory in taking a life? We die so easily. Would you make him another Pyrrhus? Let the stories of him be something more. He says, what more? He said, returning Hector's body. That should be remembered. And she says, and? He said, his skill with the lyre and his beautiful voice. And he said, the, and the girls. He took them so they would not suffer at another king's hand. And she said, that was your doing. He said, why are you not with Pyrrhus? He's dead. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it turned out Pyrrhus raped a girl, so he got murdered for that. And mm, she says, yeah. have you no more memories? And he said, I'm made of memories. Bitch, as implied. <laughs> and he just snaps fingers. Yeah, like oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know it. And then he goes, 
speak then, right? So then, like, they come to this, like, understanding. He's like, he needed to, like, reach his peak sassiness to talk down to the scene. Like, listen, bitch, you fucked him up. You did this. And now he's going to be remembered as an asshole, but not for the good things he did. And she's like, let me fix that. Fine, I'll tolerate you. And then because of this, essentially, she adds, she gets his name added to the tomb because he helps rehabilitate Achilles' you know, legacy. So he's not just remembered as a spoiled, rich douchebag kid who murdered people, but he's remembered as the guy who was a good guy who murdered people. <laughs> like all of them were. The end. Oh, and then they meet in Hades. Do they? Mm-hmm. That's like the very last thing. Wow. Uh, in the darkness, two shadows reaching through the hopeless, heavy dusk. Their hands meet, and light spills in a flood, like a hundred golden urns pouring out of the sun. Okay. Yeah. And then they jerk each other off. The end. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do when you're non-corporeal, but, you know, they'll find a and way. In the dark, you don't know whose hand is where. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what'd you guys think? Uh, so, I liked it. I did like Cersei better, though. 100%, yeah. I'm going to have a couple of reasons why it's that Cersei is better. But this was still her first book. So great for first book. Very cool. Yeah, definitely. Same, same feeling. Cersei was amazing. This was very, very good, but Cersei was way better. You know, I actually, I think I like this better. I like them both a great deal, but I think I like this better. Felt like... I'm not sure why. Maybe... So one of the differences uh, between the two books is that in Cersei, there's only a... She only had to stick to what's in the Odyssey, only the tiniest bit. Whereas in Song of Achilles, she really had to stick with what actually happens in the Iliad. Hmm. And the Iliad's not that good. Or at least, I don't think it's... Okay, it's a very old story, so it's, you know... There are a lot of reasons why it's just quite different than what we're used to. So she has to stick very closely to what's actually in the Iliad in order to, like, create this book. Whereas in Circe, she just had to use, like, because that's just one little chapter in, like, you know, 50 chapters in the Odyssey. So she could kind of do whatever she wanted and draw from whatever other uh, side stories or whatever other myths she wanted to to do this Circe which made it, um, she's had more flexibility and then I think could, what I thought was a better story. Also, I have read the Odyssey and actually liked it. And so I had something to relate to and I've never read the Iliad and kind of only know a little bit about it. So I wasn't able to appreciate the, oh, this part fits here and then this stuff and, you know, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern stuff. I wasn't able to appreciate that because I don't know the original story. Cersei was more like, expanding with new stuff where this was just a retelling for a modern audience. But she, she did like, have to invent a lot of new stuff. A, a, lot, a lot of stuff of in the backstories, yeah. Like in the Iliad, it's it's not at all explicit. I mean, you could read it to say that Patroclus and Achilles were, were lovers, but it's not really there. Not obviously, you know? It's not overt, overt I guess. She kind of, you know, she claimed that like other, I mean, there are other other like little lines from different things that suggest that they were they're an item, but she created that whole like love story basically. You know, she made a great deal up. 
I, I maybe I like it for the exact same reasons that you guys are saying you like Cersei. Like I don't know the Iliad very well, so this was a much more fun. I'm sure this would be more, this is I will enjoy this more than whenever I ultimately read the Iliad because it sounds like oh, Iliad's yeah, not definitely. very good. <laughs> sounds like oh, all right. It's a lot of gods, you know, scheming to interfere in a war. I like this. I like the story a lot. Um, I was like really into it. I'm not sure exactly why. I think it has the very same tone as Cersei. This sort of like dispassionate or distant tone. There's like someone observing a thing, like, oh, this is what happened. I I think that fits. For Cersei, it was like. I I liked it more as it went on. I, st- I started off, you know, being like, okay, all right, let's see where this goes. And as it went on, it was like, it got better and better. This one was like, I liked it, and it stayed at that level the whole time. Like, it never really grew. But it st- I think it started off better. Cersei was much longer, right? Probably like 100 pages more. Yeah. It felt denser, too, even though there was like 40 billion characters in this. Yeah. Well, it's the problem with the Iliad. There are a million characters. Old name Yanni. <laughs> Someone named Nick. There's like the occasional Costas. <laughs> I, I, I mean, listen, saying I liked one more than the other, for me at least, like, it's, it's, they're both still really good. No, they're both, they're, this one, it was very good. I don't, I don't want to mean like I didn't like it. That wasn't good. I did like Cersei better, but I would still super recommend this to anyone. Unless you're only into Roman stuff forward, then maybe not. Well, there was that scene where Patroclus gave Achilles a Roman war helmet, but that's a very different thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, I, uh, I suggest, I would recommend to anybody who likes books or is interested in the Greek world or, you know, knows the Iliad. I think it's really, really good. Do you think there's any, is it any caveats for people who should read it or should not read it? I don't know who shouldn't read it. Homophobes? <laughs> Homoph- yeah, I guess if you're a homophobe. <laughs> well, maybe you should still read it, but like you're not going to. <laughs> uh, the book, when, when the book came out, it did uh, get, catch a little controversy by, you know, portraying Achilles as gay um, made it, you know, where Fox News would go like, and then, you know, and then it would that's get funny, more press. That's funny, that's what Achilles did, too. <laughs> Uh, so the, but basically, it's, I, I think probably, because it was a little bit controversial, uh, that, and of course in 2011, it was a different time, you know, uh, because it was a little bit controversial, it got some more exposure, and then more people read it, which made it more popular. I think it helped it be successful. Apparently, there was a TikTok video of it last year where it made big sales boost for it again. So it's, it's, still, it's still on people's minds. Before we read it, this was constantly on my Goodreads as a recommendation. Like, you should read this book. You know how, like, in your Goodreads feed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like, trending or, like, you might be interested. Those are almost always the worst. Oh, things. yeah. They're the usually suggestions are for. so bad. Oh, yeah. They're always trash. Well, this was one that was, like, constantly showing up. I was like, I don't want to read a fucking musical about the, the Trojan <laughs> <laughs> One day there will have to be a musical, I guess, won't there? Uh, that's the only way you can make this gayer. You <laughs> <laughs> have one one question, Trojans. Why would you name I know a condom a company that if concept. the whole point is that they snuck in? Maybe maybe or they snuck just... through. Yeah. Well, 
Why would you I, name I it don't, that? I don't know. I felt that for many years. Maybe it's because someone, you know, many years ago was like, they won't realize you're sneaking a penis in. <laughs> like, maybe that's why it's called the Trojan God. I have I no idea. At that point, it's that. not sneaking. <laughs> uh, it was invented by a guy with a really small penis. <laughs> she won't even know what's in. <laughs> she'll, just, she'll just think it's a strong queef. <laughs> Let's see. They were made in the 1910s. See, that's brand By a guy who hadn't read the whole play. <laughs> you the, the the web the Trojan Trojan brand Wikipedia page does not say why it was called that. Much like Troy, we'll never know. No, do you know why it's called the Iliad though? Because it's named after the Run DC Run at Run DMC song "You Be Illin." No. <laughs> oh, then I don't know. <laughs> It's because uh, Ilion is another name for Troy. <laughs> and the, the Trojaniad just didn't have the same ring to it, I guess. So that's why it's called Iliad. I really want to know. It, it is a confusing name. Or I guess, I don't know, maybe you could look at it like this one. Like, hey, I just uh, snuck that penis into you and a whole lot of jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of a horse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is about books. We just don't know everything, I guess. Sorry, everyone. We can't know everything. I mean, I'm going to Google it f- ferociously for the rest of the evening. <laughs> and do uh, a deep dive. But in the meantime... A balls deep dive. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this long, why not head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub to support the podcast or just leave us a review wherever you're listening. Run up to five stars, one for every inch of Patroclus that Achilles really liked. And you can also sneak in. Wait, to... hold on. I don't think we could use that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they never said anything about size. It wasn't in a judgmental way, and it did. All right, every inch soft. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Just pushed in with his thumbs. The lucky guy. Not what I meant. <laughs> And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.